I apologize for the static that you're hearing in this podcast episode. We don't know. We're trying to get to the bottom of it, and my tech husband will be on this. But ever since we had a severe thunderstorm a couple weeks ago, it's been acting up. I'm like, I don't know what to do, so I'm sorry, people. I hate that there's static in the background. It's only for part of it, but I apologize. You, Amber, you do the intro this time. I feel like I want to sing love and marry. <laughs> love and marry. I don't know this one. Goes together like a horse and carriage. We'll probably get copyrights because we're like so famous, but we won't. <laughs> so we're back again with Marion Syverson, and this time we're talking about marriage. Marion has always been uh, one who encourages everyone who's married. Um, she's encouraged me in my marriage. My favorite saying that she always says is, marriage isn't for weenies, and that is the <laughs> truth. So... We're back with Marion on marriage. <laughs> Howdy. Howdy ho. I've never Howdy heard ho. you so say we marriage left. is for weenies. It's not for weenies. You, well, that's true, but I've never heard you say that. Yeah. It's, <laughs> uh, well, I usually say weeners. Oh, yeah. Weeners. Okay. Thing. Yeah. Sorry. Is there a difference? I misquoted. Misquoted. Yeah. <laughs> misquoted. <laughs> um, okay. So we left off at our last episode with you and Mort getting married. Yep. The Mortster. And that um, you found out you were going to have a baby. He wanted you to have an abortion. Yep. You said, stick oh, it where I the sun don't part. shine. He yep. wanted you to? He, yep. And then you, then he changed his mind and you guys Got done married. the deed. And it's hilarious. It's the best. It's my favorite. I love when it is your anniversary because you put up that picture and it is 1970s awesomeness. Amber's got like a mad crush on I have a mad crush on Mort. I have a mad crush on Mort now. Like he's Mortastic. So um, so anyway, you talked about also right in that section of your marriage in the beginning years, you also, that's when you became a Christian and became a believer. So why don't you take it from there, from that point? Okay, so I um the guys came to the door, did the Campus Crusade for Christ survey. It seemed okay to me. I told them, you know, I, I don't think he likes me that much. And then <laughs> kind of they said, no, really, it's, even if you killed babies, it's you okay. You mean God? Yes, God. He, God doesn't like you that much. Right. Yeah. Okay. So sure. we get saved, but it's a weird transition because we ended up moving within a few months of that event happening. So the only church and people we knew we now moved three states away. Oh, and yeah. so we try to go to the same kind of church as that church, but it's um, a, an hour and a half away from where we live, mm-hmm. and we have a little baby, and, mm-hmm. I'm, yeah. no. and we have a two-year-old, so we stop going. Mm-hmm. And I am now back to feeling like life sucks, and... I have postpartum depression after my second child that is really significant. And once again, we didn't know that's what that was in 1978. Mm-hmm. I wanted to kill myself because I heard in my head that it would be, even though the babies would be traumatized by my loss, my presence in their life was going to be so detrimental that that trauma would be less difficult mm-hmm. than me being their mother. Oh, yeah. my gosh. So we you weren't saying that, that loosely. You actually wanted to kill I yourself. actually wanted yeah. to kill myself so <laughs> much that I was in and out of psychiatric units being locked up. Oh, my gosh. Because I really wanted to kill myself. Um, so yeah. one of the times when I was out, and Mort is drinking and smoking pot all the time and okay. doing whatever drugs he can get his hands on. He's going to work. He's doing his job. His job is an hour away from where we live. I We only had one car. I'm home by myself with no church family and only crazy family. Mm-hmm. And so I'm isolated. And so I meet a guy and I have sex with him because oh. I want a hug. Mm-hmm. And so he's nice to me. And I call Mort. 20 times a day and ask him to please tell me he loves me. You actually say, tell me you love me? That's correct. Okay. And he's, it. he can't say it enough. It's not filling the hole mm-hmm. because I'm, I made a commitment to Jesus, but I don't understand any of it. Mm-hmm. So I'm not fully on board. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what that looks like to Jesus, 
but so my butt's in the door, but I don't get the whole mm-hmm. abundant life thing. So anyway, um, mm-hmm. I do that, and I immediately it's disgusting, and I hate it. And I don't say anything to Mort for three hours after it happened. And then I tell him. Oh, man. And he doesn't talk to me for several days. And then he forgives me. But he keeps drinking and doing drugs. Eventually, we found a church and we actually started going to church again. Now, my kids are in a Presbyterian church daycare down the street. Mm-hmm. And I go into the pastor's office because I was going to the ladies' Bible study, and they're all in their 70s and 80s, and <laughs> I'm not. Yeah. And I just hunker into this one woman, Alice, who I want to be like. And I said to her one time, I want to be like you. And mm. she said, oh, 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 oh honey, <laughs> you see the outside of the book, but I see the inside. Mm. And I think that all the time because mm. that's just, but I wanted to be like her. She was wise. She was kind. She was, she had a sense of humor. Things were not a crisis all the time. If the kids misbehaved, she didn't say, oh my gosh, those, those are your kids. You really stink as a parent. Mm-hmm. She just kind of laughed it off. And it's like, that's how kids behave. She didn't, she didn't like, it wasn't always getting a notch up into like explosion. And, and though the, all the, other ladies were nice. I wanted to be just like her. So I started reading all the books in the pastor's uh, study <laughs> and read all the Barclay commentaries. And I would sit in my freaking house and have the kids all cozy. And I would read for eight hours a day and study my Bible. Wow. And just underline the crap out of it. Because it's like, I need to be transformed. And I can't. I don't accidentally know this stuff. And I would yell at God and say, look, do better not hold me responsible for this because you need to tell me what it is I need to do because like hit me with a cast iron pan. I'm not that smart. You're, it's your, Mm -hmm. these are your kids, not mine. You fix this. Mm -hmm. In the meantime, the marriage isn't doing much of anything. I'm growing on fire for God. And every time Mort would come home from work, I'd be like, guess what I read? And so he'd be having dinner and I'd be like teaching him Mm -hmm. and I'd get out books and all that stuff. He wasn't getting it. He just kept drinking. He would go Mm -hmm. to church and he would be drunk or oh, high, wow. but he would go. Yeah. Um, wow. He lost his license. I didn't know that he lost his license for drunk driving. Hmm. So we moved to Maine, and um, the relationship is still, he's married to me, but he, I love him more than he loves me. Mm-hmm. Because what was he drowning out? What was his he was bored. narrative? He was he was bored. bored Traffic bothered him. Traffic bothered him. Um, he got Fatherhood? high. Uh, there wasn't enough in Maine. There wasn't jobs easily. Yeah. So there was financial pressure. He in the thirty-seven years we've lived in Maine, he has not had a job seven different times because he's an engineer and it's just hard to find the kind of engineering that he Mm -hmm. is unless we would move to other parts of the country, which we just didn't feel like that was our gig. Sure. So, yep. Excuse me. So it's okay. We burp on here all the time. Okay. So, um, (laughs) it's part of the shtick. Yeah. He keeps going to church. I'm teaching Sunday school. I'm in chart at the time it was called Sunday school. I'm like the superintendent of the school and blah, blah, blah. And he's, going along with it. He doesn't have any friends. Um, he doesn't have any friends up here except the spouses of my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, he is asked, we go to a new church, the one we are attending now, because he's still kind of, he's not drinking anymore, but he drank on and off up until our 40th anniversary. Mm-hmm. And I, drinking like he would have beer at 10 o'clock in the morning and hide it from me. He would go for a few years not doing that, and then he would do it again. And I was like... Did you always have to find it? Yes. Yeah. He never came came and said it. I always had to find it. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. we were too poor. I would have divorced him. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even that. kidding. I, I was That's one poor. of our claims to fame. Yeah, we would have Amber divorced if we were We're too, we didn't have the money. And it's like, I'm not going to ruin my life because you're a jerk. <laughs> Just not going to do it. 
Yeah. So I wouldn't, I mean, it's like, I'm going to live in a hovel because you're an idiot. I'm not going to do it. You jerk. Yeah. So he would stop because he would feel bad. And so he would stop and then he would start again. So we get involved in the church that we're presently in. And one of the pastors says, you should lead a men's small group. And he said, ugh, I mean, kumbaya, hold hands, ugh, I don't want to do that. And the pastor said, no, you could do small jobs around the church and fix up this old building that we're in. And Mort's like, I would absolutely do that. So he got a recording around a couple of years before that. I had gotten him wild at heart. That's the book where the mm-hmm. guy talks about passive or bullies as how men sin. Okay, mm-hmm. John Eldridge and his wife, Terry, she wrote a book for women that I can't remember what it's called. I'll look it up. I have this fandangled thing. Okay, so Wild at Heart. And he, so Mort was so moved by that book. It was a life-changing book. In the book, hmm. John Eldridge talks about how men were created for adventure. When you're a kid, you want to be fighting dragons and doing Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And then you grow up and Mm -hmm. you're going to a job in an office Mm -hmm. and taking out the trash. And it doesn't feel like the adventurous life. Mm -hmm. So you end up dissatisfied and surly and resentful. Mm -hmm. And he's like, no, you've got to see your life as that freaking adventure. Mm -hmm. You are on a Jesus adventure. Mm -hmm. You are protecting your darling queen. She is your girl. You are taking care of your children, and that is all part of the adventure. Mm-hmm. And so that changed my husband. Wow. So when he's having this small group, he is using Wild at Heart tapes, and he is playing it while they're doing small jobs around the church. And he is transformed. Wow. And um, he starts to like me. I mean, and he always acted <laughs> like he liked me. Our sex life was fine. Mm-hmm. because I was okay with, it. I would tell him, I was going around the state doing pro-life work, and if I had a man who said something nice to me, I'd come home and I'd say, look, somebody said ni- something nice to me, and that moved me, and that should not. So you get over here, and you do your job, because you're the only one who's allowed to say the things I need to hear, mm-hmm. and God made it so you have to keep saying it. Mm-hmm. You can't just say it's it once. It's not one and done. Nope. You're going to have to keep saying it. You have to continually build that up. Mm-hmm. And so... Remind, it's like a reminder. Remind me that you love me that much. Yeah. Remind me that you think I'm beautiful. Exactly. And remind me that you love me. Don't stop saying me. it. Don't stop saying it. Right. Because it it goes mm-hmm. away like a wisp. Yes. I, it doesn't stay in my brain. And that must be... That's how God made it. Especially because you were abused. Especially. Now, we were, we're all women want to hear those things. But especially because your love tank was empty for so long. And so I've got Jesus, and yeah. I know that he loves me, so I don't have to go into garbage cans looking for it. Mm. But I need you to do your freaking job and say the words you need to say. So when yeah. I would come home and somebody had said something nice to me, I would say, somebody said something nice to me. Your turn. Get yeah, exactly. Get serious with me now. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and he's a super shy guy. Like he's like this. He's not noisy. He's no. like Leonard Nimoy in Star Trek. Yeah, I don't know he, who that is, but he's introverted for sure. Very right? introverted. Is and he, what like what he's Scandinavian. What is he like Norwegian? So, he was born in Oslo. Yeah, so he's mm. very like engineer. Yeah, very quiet. I've I feel like I've known you for a really really long yes. time. I think I've heard Mort say seven sentences. And he's better now. We have like he'll at a party, he doesn't ever want to leave. Really? What? I can't stand it. There's too many people and I can't take it. I'm that shocks me. That shocks me too. It, he will never leave a party. You have to crowbar him out. What? So he is we have like you know how people say People end up looking like each other as they're married or they look like their dogs or whatever the yes. heck it is. Mort is calling it a sexually transmitted disease. <laughs> Marionitis? Yeah, Marionitis. that you just kind of 
I've gotten, he's not afraid of the phone. I hate the telephone. I can't figure out if you're taking a breath and you're going to talk next or if it's my turn. So I (laughs) can't do that whole thing. He's like brave and bold and not afraid. So yeah. So interesting. he has, so we're going to be married 47 years. Wow. December of 2022. Wow. And I just had a birthday. And I got to tell you, and I think I posted this once, he took some... 31, where the woman is like Ruby and blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And he wrote it and he put my name in it. Oh. Do you think that he just found his place and like he found where he could have power? Well, I think men who are married to really intense women like you and I, Marion, it it takes a – no offense, Rach. And you're pretty bold in your own other way. But like we're like – Yeah. On all the time. Well – to the world, we look like we wear the pants. Like, I know that that's always been the narrative mm-hmm. of people that think that I wear the pants in my marriage. And we're definitely equals, but he is definitely the husband. Amen. But to the world, because he's so quiet and reserved, mm-hmm. well, maybe that's your too. Yeah. It's just... I think it's a little bit different, but I... Uh, and I was a businesswoman. Like, I just feel like yeah. we both owned our own business. Like, mm-hmm. people just felt like, mm-hmm. oh... Kurt and I are more alike than you guys are alike, your husbands. Yeah, that's true. So I just feel like there's this huge narrative. So to be married to someone like me, I know is really hard. Well, and he chose passivity Mm -hmm. because that was the lazy way out. Right. So he just kind of... And do you think as he became coming into that center instead of being a bully or being passive, that's also when his drinking stopped as well? Yep. So he... And accountability. I'm yeah, sure. and he now he would never think of it. He's asked God to make it taste disgusting. He drinks non-alcoholic beer like it's going out of style, mm-hmm. and he drinks lots of it, and he's totally content. And mm-hmm. and he and he will not he will not work on a project for me for work. He works for me uh, until he has time with God every day. Mm. He's like, who is this person? Mm. I now I have. Along this time, he didn't just come into this, but I would say things like, um, "Will you pray for me before I leave?" Because mm-hmm. I'm going on, you know, out the door, and I drive like a lunatic because I'm not paying attention because I'm in the car to hear the radio. So, can you please help? You know, say a prayer. And in the beginning, that was a weird thing. Now. I pray in the morning when we first wake up, thanking God that we're both together, and he prays at night, and almost every night he says, thank you, Lord, that I got to spend another day together with my wife. Thank mm. you for my beautiful wife. And it's like, mm. he never used to say this crap. So I don't, he, <laughs> he never, never used to bit. say, he never used to say, so I, I want to tell you this this card, because this had me sobbing. So my birthday oh. was just a little while ago. When, when was yours? Because mine is 11. June 8th. Okay. 11. Hey, happy birthday. Happy birthday, baby. Happy birthday. So I read this card. This is it from says, your hubby? Yeah. Okay. It says, it's your birthday. Somehow I made it wet. Oh, poop. Um, <laughs> and here's, Hallmark is brilliant, and I want to find this person and kiss them to death. So it says, it's your day, and it's got um, a woman in pink tulle and high heels, and it says, if I could somehow customize a present just for you. I'd give you the most perfect day, a birthday wish come true. All things fun, your favorite friends, no worries, work or stress, chocolate cake, pink champagne, cute shoes, a party dress. By the time I started reading this, I was sobbing at the campsite where we were. You'd feel (laughs) relaxed and pampered from your head to your painted toes, and your favorite song would start to play everywhere you'd go. Because you deserve the best, you know, in all these ways and more. So birthday girl, go celebrate. That's what this day is for. Mm. And so he signs the inside because he can't find a pen or a pencil. So he takes charcoal Mm. out of the fire pit. (laughs) And he writes, I may be crude. And he said that was explaining the charcoal. But you have all my love, no other. Wow, he's... It didn't used to be like this. But Mm. to be married... You, so it isn't good for man to be alone if a woman will not stand up and say what is needed. It's not going to accidentally happen. They don't know what you're thinking. Amen. 
they don't know what you're thinking. And I didn't want to marry somebody who did because I mm. need a boy with grit. And mm-hmm. boys with grit have no freaking idea what's going on. <laughs> so if he was going to read me poetry, which I would not like, um, mm. he would have more of a sense. Mort is not self-aware. If he's sick, he can't tell why. When we, <laughs> what's we were happening cl- to me? When we were climbing, the, um, we went on a hike with my son and daughter-in-law and grandkids and he's like these muscles in the front of my legs hurt what are these muscles they're not supposed to hurt that much are they and it's like those are quads and sure you should probably work out more and he goes I work out anyway so there you have to say you have to say what's needed you can't just mm-hmm. sit back and wait and hope they dream for birthdays for christmas mm-hmm. he didn't know what to get me i didn't i would say here's some things don't sit back and say it's not romantic he should just know then you're going to get what you get yes isn't that the law, the hard lesson i feel like we all had to learn where we i i know that for years i would cry and kind of pout yes and be like, don't you know me at all? And you'd be like, honey, I thought I thought you would like this, this, and this. I'm so sorry. I, I didn't. I, I was like, and I and I I had never once said the things that I I never told him. I just was hoping in this Cinderella way that he would just know because he knew me. You know uh, how that doesn't That's make stupid. any sense. Yeah. And now, in hindsight, I'm like, you poor, poor man. How nervous. And just sweating blood must you have been, you know, because with they me being a hot mess. Because so, I mean, it's, I'm a pragmatic person and so is he. So it's easy for me to say, you can have it or not have it. Uh, pooper, get off the pot. You, mm-hmm. d- if you want this relationship, then you work for it. So Mort and I hold hands all the time. Mm-hmm. That didn't happen by accident. We'd be walking across a parking lot. And I'd be like, uh, you're next to me and you're not touching me. What's the deal with that? Mm-hmm. So in the house, you're not touching me? Why aren't you touching my shoulder? Why aren't you naked? <laughs> naked. <laughs> We're here. Sorry. Too far? No. Deep cut? No, not deep cut. I'm just like. Oh, poor Amber's like, please. No, please no put clothes on. He's always. Okay. No, deep cut that. Oh, well, Peter's always <laughs> yeah, naked? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that okay. So different Different styles. strokes for different folks. Right. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. But the point is, you have the relationship you want. Right. If you won't fight for it, and that's why it's not for wieners. You don't, Mm -hmm. every time somebody has an anniversary, I post, proud of you both for loving selflessly and doing hard things. Mm -hmm. Not just happy anniversary. That's stupid. That's not, you worked hard for this, and the other person chose to do it too because you can only be married to somebody who chooses to be married to you i could not have kept this going if he wouldn't have gone to counseling i could not have kept this going if he would have kept on doing things that would rip the marriage apart Mm -hmm. i couldn't do this by myself Mm -hmm. but i forgave him he forgave me and he keeps working at it and Mm -hmm. working to make it beautiful we are seldom even slightly separate when it comes to a relationship we're always as tight as we can be mm-hmm. which is freaking amazing because <laughs> it has not always been this way it's awesome it's so awesome now so the awesome came after all your four children right two. Oh gosh i thought you had four no we've got nine grandkids Okay. That's where the big two sons. Come in. Two sons. Two sons. So, yeah. The awesomeness my, came after that. You did parenting all together, but eh, not, 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 great. not together. Yeah. Well, he traveled for work when he didn't have a job or he was drinking and hiding it. Mm. He, would, he has told the kids when the kids were younger. So, I'd go do pro life work. I'd be visiting churches or going to Augusta or whatever. And then I'd come home and the house was weird. And the boys were doing things they weren't supposed to be doing. Mm. And Mort was just like tired all the time because he was drunk. Um. And so I'd come in and it's like, what the heck is going on here? And he'd say, well, we were fine till you got home. Oof. So the kids for a long time thought it was that mom's a B-I-T-C-H and dad's nice. Mm -hmm. So it Uh. didn't happen 
I mean, part of that was me not knowing to fight for it. I believed him when he told me he was tired. Mm-hmm. I didn't know he was drinking. I couldn't. Mm-hmm. I, so, I mean, part of it is, <clears throat> like you were talking about earlier, making boundaries and things like that. Mm-hmm. Some of that has to do with just getting older. It's not uncommon for people in their 30s and 40s and 50s to just start realizing, I don't have to put up with this crap. Yeah. But that's happening because I'm letting it because I keep thinking, I can fix it. I can fix it. I can, I can make them like me or I can make, solve this problem. Mm-hmm. You stop giving advice to people who don't listen to you anymore. And that just happens because of maturity. Mm-hmm. So you finally get it. Marriage is sort of like that. You have to, you don't know how hard you're supposed to push. Mm-hmm. You're not trying to be the boss of the world. You right. don't know that you don't know how it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And you're also shaking out your own garbage. Like I think that mm-hmm. you know all the research says that when your children are young that's when most of the divorces happen because you don't even like you're just in survival mode. Like I know that's what happened with Peter and I. It was we were both just so much in survival mode and we were not only trying to figure out our own trauma but we also had these little hellions that we adore that were just so young and crazy that like there was such a miscommunication and we didn't even have the bandwidth mm-hmm. to do to fight for it. We just were to exist in existence. And for me, what was the pivotal point was that I realized that I had I expected Peter to fix it. Like you were supposed to be my knight in shining armor and you were supposed to come in and fix everything. Why am I still broken, you big doob? And he was like, I can't live on this pedestal. Mm-hmm. And we it, it came crashing down. But the same reason mm-hmm. he poor, too poor to get divorced, praise Jesus for a day. Amen. And so we're like, okay, we're gonna I truly believe we'll just stick this out until the kids get out. But I'm also stubborn and was like, well, if I'm going to have to live with this butthole, I should probably like him a little bit, you know. And so we just both started fighting for it. And he started working on his garbage and I started working on my garbage. And I realized that it wasn't black and white. It wasn't like, I'm good, therefore you're bad. Or (laughs) you're bad, therefore I'm good. Or I'm bad, therefore you're good. It's like, nope, you're a pile of crap. I'm a pile of crap. Let's kind of sift through this and Mm -hmm. figure out how our baggage can somewhat live in the same place. Aiming Mm -hmm. towards Jesus. Right. And that's the only way. That That is is totally – how other people do this, I don't don't have any idea. If we didn't have that, our faith Mm -hmm. is now the bond of three ropes, whatever the heck it's called, because it is significantly – we are – Raising kids, geez, I was like, we can never, you can't, you can't get mad at them. You can't, I was, I read all the parenting books, but I always was on the side of mercy and never justice. Mm -hmm. And he was thinking, this is not how you do this. And he was right, but I, out of fear and desperation, it's like, yeah, you can't hurt them and make them upset. I, I was a yeah. disciplinarian, but I was, um, but I just was so. I've got to do this right this time. I have to do it right. How do I mm-hmm. do it right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, right. so there was that. That right it's now so you're splitting messy. and fighting over kids. When our kids were teenagers, one of them was having trouble, and Mort would say things like, "Well, you've got to give him whatever he needs because otherwise he's going to kill himself." And I said. That's nuts. Then just give him the checkbook and the car keys and the house loan. Let him take care of uh, if if we have to give him everything so he doesn't do that. So fighting just over child rearing, mm-hmm. exhausting. Mm-hmm. But there does become a point in which it kind of, uh, you know, we've gone through all of the things and done all of the things. Kind of like you and Mort, I feel like there is, I mean, literally he was carrying my grandmother this past couple weeks like he was he was when I had to work those like for four days my last four days of school Peter and Izzy were her main caretakers and he Mm -hmm. was wheeling her to the bathroom and he was transitioning her onto a potty and he was 
mm-hmm. you know, putting her into the bed and he was helping me change her. Like, but you're but you're focusing, which is what we need to do. Mm-hmm. You're focusing on the things that make you love him. Yeah. Because when I listen to people who say, I don't care anymore, I don't care. And it's like, you've got to decide that you're going to look for the characteristics on that person mm-hmm. that makes them wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yes. How kind they are to other people. We've been camping. We've got firewood. He ends up giving it to people who he's watching, these hippies, these kids who are camping with hardly anything, and they're trying to chop wood out of the woods. <laughs> in the, and, and he's like, I've got wood. You want some wood? And I watch him give of himself like that, mm. and I think... You are one sexy guy. You are so kind. (laughs) You are so generous and thoughtful. And you look like Heath Ledger. Mm. Exactly. So, Mm. but that's the decision that we make to make this stay beautiful. And because otherwise we could all sit back and go, you could critique the crap out of everyone. And who are we though? I mean, at the same time, it's like, would I want someone to critique me like that? Exactly. Gosh, no way. Because I am just a hot mess, you know? I I should be so lucky to have such a sweet man who even wants to spend this much time with me and I think that's the thing you just slowly get into that place where you you know you can say the hard things to each other and it doesn't hurt as much like Peter before Mm -hmm. Peter would say a hard thing to me which was needed to be said I would crumble into a pile of putty and I'd just be and interpret it as being not loved right and be like oh and now he's like right you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, okay, I received that. But (laughs) what I'm feeling is blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, yeah, well. And it's just, it becomes a conversation. Yeah. Because Mm -hmm. we've already done, like, not, I mean, we've only been doing it for 22 years. You totally have us beat. But, like, there is this feeling of, like, we've got the grit. Yes. Like, Mm -hmm. we've got the grit. We've gone through such a valley in our marriage that it's like, I don't fear, I fear no evil. Just like in, you know, the 23rd Psalm, I fear no evil yeah. for my marriage. For thou art with me, thou rod and thy staff, they comfort me. And that's how I feel about my marriage. Like Peter and I have gone through the valley where I did not think we would be able to come out. And because we're out of it, I don't, I don't fear valleys because but, I know mm-hmm. we have the And grit. that's because you forgave mm-hmm. and he was willing. And he, I forgave, and he, for, and he forgave me. Yes. So like, that's uh, mm-hmm. part of it is also being polite to each other. Mm-hmm. Mort and I thank each other all the time for little things that we do. Mm-hmm. You can't. I mean, you'd mm-hmm. be that's a great more. Tip. You'd be more kind to somebody at the freaking bus stop who you never met before mm. than you are sometimes with this person who's with you all the time. Mm-hmm. So we have made it a habit, and it was not a habit with Mort. I would say to him. How does it feel when I say thank you when you do a, a, a thing for me? He goes, feels great. I said, it would probably feel really great to me if you would say that too. Mm-hmm. So now he says it. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't know that's what needs to happen until you say, could you please also return the favor because I just did something. So mm-hmm. that's where women have to say, not, and you don't have to sit there and say, it's like I'm tying the bib on him and putting him in his car seat. That's not no. what it is. <laughs> yeah, it's not a dripping faucet. No, dripping. it is mm-hmm. It is you saying, this is what will make this more intimate all the time. Mm-hmm. And so I think being courteous to each other is mm-hmm. a small thing that is a big deal. Mm-hmm. It is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I have... I've, I don't know when, but I decided a long time ago that I would always, and it's definitely before we had babies, but I, well, you, Amber, you know, I mean, Kurt was my knight in shining armor. He was that human who, for lack of a better word, rescued me from whatever. And I have always been thankful. I have always, I have never taken his kindness or his love for granted Um, And I also wanted to teach just as far as like being a parent, I wanted to, I believe firmly in, words have no meaning uh, to me when it comes from, you know, a stranger or someone who's whatever. It's like, show me, Mm. show me. But so I believe in leading by example. And I always wanted to make sure to always thank 
Kurt or thank daddy for something. And, and it really does, it has gone such a long way in just having, we, we prayed when our boys were little, we want to raise gentlemen. There's hardly any left. Mm-hmm. There's hardly any men out there who are chivalrous gentlemen. It's true. I want, I want to do a whole podcast about ladies and gentlemen. I believe firmly that our culture is just slipping away into animalistic insanity. And I, mm-hmm. some of it, some of it comes down to just basic manners. Yep. And that's why <clears throat> I think it's super important to not forget that with the person who you love, to say please, to ask them kindly, to smile, to flirt. For Pete's sake, I was talking to somebody and she's like, well, I have a hard question to ask. This is another point. She said, I have a hard question to ask my husband. He's not doing God like I'm hoping. And it's like, you don't have to take the Bible and sit down and teach him. You could just ask him to pray for you when you take a trip. Mm-hmm. Is he going to say no? Of course, he's not going to say no. He'll he'll say something. He won't know what he's saying. He'll feel a little uncomfortable. But you could sit on his lap when you do that Mm -hmm. because that goes a long way. Mm -hmm. There are times where, excuse me, trying to get my husband's attention, I've simply grabbed his hands and put them in a special place (laughs) (laughs) and said, will you pay attention to me now? And he's all ears. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I think that we forget that stuff. We did that stuff before. We did that early in our Mm -hmm. relationship. And it's like, bring your cuteness to him, yeah, he I, hasn't I write seen boobs it for on a long sticky time. notes all the time, and I'll just leave them on his monitor. So when he goes to work, that's the first thing he sees is my boobs, not mine necessarily, but he'll see boobs. <laughs> but that's but that's what makes people because yeah. we have a responsibility to them to help them. Just like I asked Mort to make sure kind words didn't lure me away. We have an obligation to make sure they feel special to us. Yeah. And so right. I take that responsibility very seriously. Besides yeah. making sure I was taking care of what needed to be taken care of so that everybody felt fulfilled, I was also using cuteness to get his attention sure. and to keep his attention and to make him laugh. And to sh- I, I save stories. We go on date nights. We've mm-hmm. been married forty almost 47 years and we work together every day. Mm-hmm. there's not a lot of stories to share because we've already seen it together. Yeah. But I will try to save a story, a story from a friend, something I saw on Facebook, an article that I read. He doesn't mm-hmm. know anything about popular culture. <laughs> so I will, I told him one time, this is how I got my hood name. I told him one time about <laughs> Jennifer Lopez and how she calls her, at the time, called herself J-Lo. Mm-hmm. And Mort said, huh, we should have hood names. I'll be Mosai and you be Maasai. So Mosai and Maasai in the hood. <laughs> but that happened oh. over a day. Yeah. Because we save, I'll say, and I'll say to him during the week, save a story. I love that. I wrote that down. I mean, you save do that with story. your girlfriends. You do that with your girlfriends. If you're going to go have lunch mm-hmm. with a girlfriend, you don't tell them everything ahead of time. You have something saved, like a treasure mm-hmm. that you're going to talk about over that lunch. Mm-hmm. And so, that you just can't wait to say. Yes. And yes, sometimes it's gossip. We're girls. That's what we it's, do. I know. It's our sin. But that's <laughs> but that bringing that whole when you were dating, when you wanted to help him find you attractive. Yeah. When you you got to bring the lightness and not because the rest mm-hmm. of the time it's we have to stop at BJ's. We got to get the groceries. <laughs> that's part of date night too. Right. So that's fine, but yeah. there also ought to be the other stuff. So it's more than just yeah. to keep it fresh and alive. And yeah, I love that. A hundred percent. I think that's hard for so Amber and I. Like you are in a season where your kids are not in Correct. the house. You can really focus those energy. You still have energy left at the end of a day to go on a date. Sometimes we're going on a date for sheer survival, or or. Kurt and I have been the worst examples of going on a date while we had littles. We it's been almost like it was basically fifteen years, and we hardly ever went. We didn't. We didn't do oh. it when my kids were young because we didn't even 
we were poor. He didn't have a job. It was just, mm-hmm. we didn't know what we were doing. We were lucky we were still alive. Half the time he was high. So mm-hmm. yeah, we didn't do it then. But but even 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 without the highness or the the extreme poverty, we we just like we would be we would be like we're t- we're both too tired. We're just gonna we're, as long as we end up on the sofa beside each other. Yeah, we're good. But uh, you know, Amy, if she was here, she's like, nope, that's not enough. You gotta get out and you gotta go on a date. And, and I I agree. I, and I feel like we, we do afternoon dates because neither one of us want to do a lot of talking after eight o'clock at night. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I love you guys so much. <laughs> so we do. I mean, the early dinner. I've got a girlfriend who mocks us all the time because it's like you're like grandparents, you're like the old people, and I mm-hmm. don't care. Mm-hmm. Nobody's there. Right. It's just us. It's cheaper. And um, we get dinner together that I didn't have to cook, and he is looking at me, and I have his undivided attention. Yes. It's not distracted. Yes. I can save my story. Yeah. I can look into his face. I can be cute. Mm, yeah. So and that, bat that your eyes. Yeah, and tell him he's adorable and how much I love him and how much I appreciate him. Mm-hmm. Every day. Every day you've got to say something nice, Mm. say something Mm. that that Mm. no one else can say, right? Exactly. We get to say the things that no one gets to say to my husband. And if you do, I get to hit you with a frying pan. Correct. In total legalities. Well, okay, then I'll stop saying how cute Mort is. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Marion's got a frying pan in her back pocket there. Seriously. (laughs) He is really cute. I agree with Amber that he doesn't say very much, but... One time he was at church early when I was just opening up the cafe and I get to go to the same church as Marion. But um, he came over and he was to say he needs decaf and I'm a decaf person. I I wish that I could drink real coffee. I love coffee. Here's here's the thing with all you people that love coffee, even those of us who drink decaf, we we love coffee. It just makes us crazy. Mm. Like I will have a full blown panic attack if I drink a cup of coffee. It affects my fight or flight. And he is my only other bird that he was describing how it feels. He's like, this has to be decaf. He like triple checked if it was decaf. And he's like, are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? He's like, I've got my anxiety meds in my pocket right now, ready to go if you made a mistake. And I was like, I I would never give you, I get it. I I 100% get it. Because I'm the same exact person. And so it was the most we'd ever really converse about if anything. If you ask him about his tractor or golf. Oh, well, I don't want to hear about golf, but I do love a good tractor. <laughs> He's got a tractor with a backhoe and he will talk. I mean, he was running up uh, yeah. to people who he barely knew saying, and people were telling me about it later. Um Mort's telling me about his tractor and all the jobs he's going to do around the property. And I said, yep, he. And the tractor's a TYM. And I told him he couldn't remember the initials. And I said, it stands for Thank You, Marion. Oh. Oh. <laughs> adorable or what? So adorable. I am going to find the, their wedding picture. And I some, we somehow have got to put that in the show notes or something. Because yeah. It could be our, it could be the the story picture because we didn't have because i was pregnant we got married in two and a half weeks we didn't have a photographer we it's didn't my, it's i love it so much it brings me <laughs> the most joy we'll use that as the picture for this particular podcast so good. give us your top two marriage nuggets um women need to stand up and do their job and not and not be dreaming that somehow people are going to know what they're thinking. We do not, it is not good for man to be alone. I will make a help meet suitable for him. That means you've got to stand up and say something. For a long time when we were married, and especially when we got saved, I thought being submissive meant I didn't say anything and I needed to let him just do whatever he wanted. And he turned into like an (laughs) Al-Qaeda Uh, you know, turban, you need to wear a parka, whatever it's called. Burka, not a parka. Um, Probably that too, though. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, (laughs) because you can't, it is not good for man to be alone, and I am not kidding. I have watched more women not take their role seriously, Mm -hmm. thus have an imbalanced relationship because the man can't figure out what he's supposed to do. Women who will not participate in listening about the finances, even if they don't get it. I mean, mm-hmm. men who are like, please, can't you help me with this? 
And women are just like, oh, I don't really like it. Just Mm -hmm. take your role Mm -hmm. and be strong and loving and cute and adorable with body parts sticking out when appropriate. (laughs) Because it's your freaking job. You can be all those things. Help them. Mm -hmm. Help them. Yes. Be passive. Because you're one and you're not, if you're not doing your job, they're flying in the wind all by themselves. That's just not right. No. So take your role seriously. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And I would have to say that you've got to, you've got to take care of your marriage. Like, so it's often hard for women to take care of themselves because we sit back and it, it's our natural inclination to try to bless our kids, bless our husband. We'd like to see them happy. And mm-hmm. so we don't take care of us. Mm-hmm. And I think that you need to take care of you like you would take care of your best friend. Mm-hmm. You need to recognize yourself as the person Jesus died for with value. And that doesn't mean you get to do weird things, but you need to take care of yourself and not say, it's selfish if I do this thing. Right. You need to stop that crap right now. Yeah. Uh, do you want your daughter to grow up? And give mm. all of her money to her kids and not take care of herself? Is that the role modeling you're trying to do? You need to get a freaking grip on yourself. I really mm-hmm. see so many women not... They misunderstand submission, I think. That's the thing that I see that's the hardest in in Christian culture. And, I, and even in secular culture is the 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 help what that means a helpmate doesn't mean that you're not equal like you're complementarian you're you literally complement each other when you're in in a good relationship and that doesn't mean that one's better than the other it means that one has certain traits and the other has a certain trait and you you need to be working together mm-hmm. and if either part of partner of those is disrespectful of the other person mm-hmm. That's where it gets completely out of whack. Or dropping, or dropping, or dropping it, out. it. Yeah, like when I see, like, because you know, I, I, I'm not a passive person. That's not in my bandwidth. You're not. I, I know. I know. Shut. Hold the presses. I'm not. And so I don't think it's a coincidence that God gave me a very, very strong man. Correct. That, but also the kind of man that can stand within a storm. Like, for example, the one we've just lived through. Like, Mm -hmm. there's a reason why he's so strong because he can let things just fly off his back that would send me in a tailspin. Mm -hmm. And he's such a steady, Mm -hmm. firm, solid person that, like, I can, I don't have to worry about, like, that he can't handle me or, or I can't, you know, like, that's for me what has been so phenomenal when I see him in different situations is that, oh yeah, this, this is the man. But I also know his weaknesses and where he is weak, I am really strong. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so we have to do it together. Be and, your best self. Right. And so I think that's what happens is that in some patriarchal misunderstanding of scripture, Men make it seem like we should be wearing, you know, denim skirts to our ankles and have long hair and cowering, just cowering and just be, be sweet. That whole bull caca tootie toot toot that, you know, just keep pushing out babies and be sweet and just whatever he wants, whatever daddy wants, daddy gets. That's disgusting. That's, and that's not a, that's mm-hmm. not a relationship. And that's not what God is saying. Mm-hmm. There's, there's power in a strong man and there's power in a strong woman. And when you read scripture, you see examples of powerful, strong men and you see examples of powerful, strong women. Mm-hmm. And it's, they're both there and they're both for us to understand and grow in. And I think a lot of times less confident men don't want to talk about the strong women. They want to only talk about the strong men. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's... And we have a lot of... As being one of those strong women who have been told to shut up and put her hat on or, you know, those kinds of things, it's kind of like, yeah, no, that... And <laughs> praise God that he gave me a man that's strong enough to handle that. Well, and mm-hmm. I think that King David had many wives. He had one who was just like mocking him. That can't be the way we behave with our husband. No. There can't be 
Yeah. My mother used to talk about my father all the time, totally disrespecting him to anybody who would listen. With my kids, all I ever did was build more up. Mm-hmm. Not lie, just say, he is caring for you so much. Mm-hmm. He just takes such great care of you. At the time, that was not what he did for me. Mm-hmm. But he is doing that now mm-hmm. because you can't make up what was behind, but he can do what he's doing now. So yeah. it's it's super important for, don't worry about his job. And if he's not leading the family like you want him to lead it, assume he will lead it the way you want him to lead it. And in the meantime, you're just going to talk to him like he's that man. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. You're going to you're gonna believe Love him like he's that man. Exactly. You're not going to mm-hmm. say, why aren't you? You're just going to say, so I was at church and this is what happened. And you're going to use every cleverness you have. You're going to invite your friends over who know Jesus and help him develop friendships that way. You're going to try to get him into a small group. You're going to do everything you can to bring him to where you want him to be. And he's going to do it entirely different than you. Mm-hmm. And you have okay. to let him be that who he is mm-hmm. and not make him be your clone. He's no. not. Right. No. In fact, that will be creepy. Yeah. First Corinthians <laughs> seven fourteen it talks about that. And it, when I read this, it makes me think of you and Mort. For the unbelieving husband is made holy because of his wife, and the unbelieving wife is made holy because of her husband. Otherwise, your children would be unclean, but as it is, they are holy. And, you know, just talking about how um, when you pray for your partners, you're, you are praying that they, you know, your prayers are heard. I think that's like what Proverbs when Proverbs 31 talks about like how she doesn't, she doesn't rest. Like you prayed for more and prayed for more. And even though he was struggling through some things, he, you didn't give up on him and he never gave up on you. And so like, that is part of it. Like mm-hmm. you should be praying for your spouse. You should be praying. Like I forget. And I wish Peter listened to the podcast, but he won't do it. So it doesn't matter. So he can't <laughs> yell at me what this is, but with our children in particular, we do this as well, but I know he does it for me and I do it for him, but we don't necessarily say that. There was, um, there was a theologian that talked about stopping bickering at your children. If you see something you don't like in them, pray about it. Pray over your children what you want Every because night. you're not, your words, your nagging is not more powerful than the Holy Spirit. So stop, Amen. stop. And so you can do that also for your spouse is that Mm. like if there's something about your spouse that you struggle with, you know, you can pray about that and and pray for an opportunity to bring that because we are supposed to hold each other accountable. And there have been times where Peter has said to me things that make him uncomfortable. But I know in the way that he has come to me about those things and the way I've come to him, we can both recognize that we've been praying about that for a long time. Because it's not just shooting from the hip. Mm-hmm. It's, okay, so I need you to know that this is what I'm seeing, and this is making me uncomfortable. And this is why I'm making me uncomfortable. What are your thoughts on that? Mm-hmm. Like, that's not a, will you stop, blah, 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 you're so blah, blah, blah. You know, like, I think that comes with age and wisdom. I don't think that, like, if we have people that are young, that's going to be a hard thing to You can pray. I wish somebody I, had taught me I, to pray for my husband oh, totally. before speaking to him. So, no. and, and another thing is, yeah. my pastor did a sermon one time on which he talked about the intimacy of where you are when you talk to somebody. He said the intimacy level starts with side to side, face to face, belly button to belly button. Hmm. So you don't have to have these intense conversations all the time in their face. Mm. You can sometimes make a small remark while you're doing things. Yes. It doesn't have to be a Walk. major. Yep. It can, you can be mm-hmm. washing dishes together and make a small comment mm-hmm. that lifts them up or that lets them know you're hurting. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be. And after belly button to belly button is not a bad time to have small conversations too. Mm-hmm. So you need to have wisdom, but don't make everything face-to-face. We call that barbecue here on this podcast. <laughs> well, yeah. It starts with a B, it counts. Yeah. <laughs> Belly button barbecues. Well, just some barbecue. Have a conversation. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you're not trying to grab them by the ears. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Listen to me. It's all about me. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, there are times where you're hurting, and this is the only person you can figure out how to Mm-hmm. Who needs to help you? Yeah. There's counseling. Please don't. Oh, counseling's the best. We, mm-hmm. and Mort didn't want to go. 
But the right counseling is the best. The, the right wrong counseling bet. is the worst. We went to a counselor once who told Mort, I would probably be mad at her and treat her like that too if I was married to her. I was told to get a divorce if we were not sexually compatible and this counselor didn't think that we were. So he, could, uh, she rather, uh, suggested that we get divorced. That was the counsel that I received. Yep. And I was like, I am not paying for this actually. I'm, I'm leaving. I'm not. It's I'm, very important to find a good counselor. Right. The good yes. one, the good, it's, it's tough. It can be tough. And to your find. pastor isn't necessarily going to be your best counselor. And most of the time, if you just talk to, we just made faces at each other. We 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 agree that with that deeply, Marion. Yes, very deeply. <laughs> but I mean, there's also girlfriends and and more mature family mm-hmm. couples, and you can have people over for dinner and kind of just let things come up so that it's not a big counseling session. Once again, it's more like side to side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what was so great? We had That's a young good. couple in our church that were getting married. They're so cute. And they did get married, and they're so cute. And they came over, and we did s'mores, and they. You know, they were like, talk to us about it. And it was hilarious because we were like, well, we can't tell you what to do, but let's go through all the things that we did wrong. <laughs> and like, you By know. By the process of elimination. <laughs> like, But like, it was exciting for them because they see us and they're yeah. like, oh my gosh, you guys love each other so much. And, you know, you have such a beautiful family. And we're like, oh, you have, like, like your friend said yep. in the previous podcast, you see the outside. We know the inside of this yep. book. And it's a rough there's a lot of scratchy pages in here, but there's beauty in that. And letting them know, that's the thing. I feel like when we are at a wedding as witnesses, it is now my obligation yes. to help you stay married. Amen. But they don't know, like when you're 18 and it's like, it's all going to be beautiful. Life's mm-hmm. never going to punch me in the face. Right. It's not going to be disappointing. I'm not going to get a divorce or have a special needs kid or mm-hmm. lose jobs. It's all going to be wonderful. I'm going to have total control. Mm-hmm. They need to know that this was a battle that you both chose to keep on pushing through. Yes. And because of the grace of God and your obedience, he yes. honored that. Mm-hmm. But they need to hear the... Yeah. Ugliness. Oh, yeah. And yes. it was fun to yeah. see it, like, to, it, to like, take the varnish off and say, and, but at the end of it, we would, like, after every hard thing, we would say, we wouldn't, I would never not do this life with, with Peter. Amen. Anyone but Peter. He is who, you know, and every hard, hard thing, when I, cu- when we come out on the other side, I'm like, man, I'm so lucky I have you. Mm-hmm. When I see him, raise my children and be the dad that everyone deserves to so have. So sexy. It is awesome. <laughs> so sexy. Him, again, see him literally lift up and carry my 81-year-old grandmother and so tenderly put her in a bed and help me change her. So sexy. It is like, mm-hmm. man, I could not do life without anyone but him. Let's go have a barbecue. Yeah. I mean, that's... <laughs> I was I was a little too exhausted after this. But I mean, that's when they yes. have a kid and they're reading a Bible story and it's just like, that's it. Kids need to go. Let's talk. Mm-hmm. Belly button to belly button. That's just... <laughs> Rub our belly buttons together. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's so good. It is so good. And I think that is the beauty in the ashes. Like, I feel like I can't, like... I I understand and I have compassion and a deep and I know you do too, Marion, for someone who's struggling in their marriage. Yep. I have a deep, deep compassion and understanding and my heart aches. And my heart aches especially if you have a partner who's unwilling to try and that's yeah. a whole other the feeling podcast. of being unloved. Podcast so and then the a whole podcast. A whole other podcast and conversation. Mm-hmm. But for those of you who are in it and it's hurting and it's hard, it is worth it. It's like it's like you training for a marathon. I don't do those things, but like or you <laughs> know, either. or me fighting for like that the training and the pushing and the and the grinding to to reap the reward on the other side. There is it is worth it is worth the battle. It is worth the battle if you're both on the same team. And if you're not, you just keep going and talk to them like they are on the same team. Mm. Talk to them as if their faith is the same as yours. Talk to them by saying, 
Um, you know, share what you're learning, not like a teacher, not like a boss. Just share like you would with anybody else who mm. loved you God. Loved. Yeah, exactly. And remember that you love them. Do not let the list of things in your mind of negative things pile up. You must choose to say, when you do this, it is so beautiful. When mm. you help with the laundry, when you pick up a kid when you're tired, when you first got home from work, that's sexy. Mm -hmm. Remember that you love them. It's mm -hmm. just super important to choose to do that. Mm -hmm. It is a choice. That's so good. Because we have done two long. Uh, Marion, Cyberson, Cyberson, you are the bomb, the and you will definitely be coming back. Because I can <laughs> talk to you all the day long. All the day long. We should have her come and talk to us about finance because she can yell at us. We should do stop. a barbecue podcast with, bar oh with Mary oh, yeah. and Cyberson because we, we promised that we would do more of those. And I can she's tell you. the queen of the barbecue. Amen. Let's see. Amen. I know. She's already looking. Look, she wants to come back. I over. feel uncomfortable for this podcast. Your husband doesn't even listen. I know. Oh my gosh. My Bar husband loves to listen and he loves the barbecue, <laughs> so he will love that episode. <laughs> all right, guys. We Bye. love you all. If you think of anyone, your mother, your sister, your bestie, your mailman, uh, the person who watches your kids after school, just share this podcast today with a friend and we would be so, so grateful. Thanks, guys. Bye.